What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Approval required. Offered by Capital One and a member FDIC. Copyright 2018 Capital One. Women Heart is in a race to save lives. Heart disease is the number one killer of women. It's 80% preventable if you know the facts. Millions of women are living with or at risk of heart disease. Get educated. See your doctor. Know the facts. To win this race, we all have to do it together. Our hearts beat as one. To learn more, visit womenheart.org. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is our number three of the Sports Hangover 800 998 is the way to give us a buzz into the conversation. If you'd like to answer our questions of the day, real simple, at ESPN Radio NOLA on social media, you can do so as well. As you can answer Jordan's question of the day, we'll chat with him, probably bottom of the hour, and then we can go over some of those responses. Uh, you know, game balls, pats on the back, who needs to have a seat next to coach? What did you actually take from the game? Can you evaluate? Can you not evaluate? You name it. So let's, um, let's go back to the phone lines. D, thank you for holding on through the top of the hour break. What you got? Hey guys, how's it going? Listen, um, uh, that last call, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's he smoking? Uh, somebody sent him a text with a G O F T H on him. Okay, I mean, <laughs> come on, man. I well, mean, he's a Miami Dolphins super fan, so I mean, you know. Well, I understand that, but did they not? Did he? Did, do I have to roll up the list of quarterbacks that they played the past six, seven weeks? Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, come on, man. I mean, it, it just goes to show you that you know a team could go one and seven and can't get it together, and they get it together a little bit, and then they then they go against you know the the lower half of the league. And they look like they won several games in a row. I mean, do you realize that half the pundits were still picking the Saints last night? Right. Think about that. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and they missing. I mean, I mean, Gus had me and you on the offensive line last night. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, no, it, I agree, it, man. It, it was. I mean, it, that that was totally pitiful. Alvin Kamara was squeezing blood out of a turnip last night. Honestly, I mean, it, it was it was that bad. I, I mean, it, you know, and and. The thing that, that scared me the most about Ian Book is is that, look, we know he's got Jordan as a wide receiver, okay? He has no offensive line. Uh, um, you know, a lot of guys are out, and it's his first game on a Monday night primetime. I am not going to throw that kid under the bus. Mm-hmm. What I will say is is that you try to evaluate what you see. Do you see a quarterback? Man, right. it didn't look like – I mean, he's, he's known for scrambling, yeah. and he didn't look like he could really scramble much. He looked cool, sort of like that uh, that third round pick uh, Peyton got about five or six years ago. I mean, he just didn't. He did not look the part, and his mm-hmm. arm didn't look real strong. 
Mm-hmm. And, and again, like I said, I'm, I'm not throwing him under the bus because, sure. look, Drew Brees couldn't have come back and, and, and won that game last night with, with what he was dealing with. And that's honest. But that being said, he sure did not look like somebody that I could say, oh, maybe if we try to get him to, you know, you know, be the guy for us next year, that okay. ain't happening. Okay, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Again, and that's why I'm asking, you know, what what can you take out of that? And what was your take? And your take was, you know, look, there's certain things you can sort of see. And I think there's certain things you can understand. Like you said, I can understand, man, the offensive line was trash, you know, the whatever this and that. But to your point, I think that's a fair thing. I I, I thought on some of those scrambles, I didn't see perhaps breakaway speed that you see like with Allen and stuff. And, And here's why I bring up those guys. Um, D, because I, I thought Collinsworth said something, and I know a lot of people rip him for his commentary on games, but I thought he was, <laughs> I thought he, I thought he was on point with this because it's something that we've been talking about when we're thinking of and speaking about the next Saints starting quarterback franchise quarterback, what have you? Yes, you are speaking about can that person compete, Brady Rogers. Dak Prescott, you know, go up and down the list here. Russell, whatever. And on the AFC, can, you know, when you look at Herbert, when you look at Burrow, what he's doing there. I mean, they're doing this in Cleveland right now. I mean, they're they're looking at, are we giving Baker Mayfield an extension? Are we keeping him around? He was the first overall pick, but when you watch him play against Rodgers, you, your, your eyes see the difference. And again, and, and it's not that we're going first take or highly questionable or whatever. There's only so many of them. There's only so many elite quarterbacks. They're called elite for a reason. Not every quarterback that starts can be elite. But can you have one, I think, D, that's in the you know top 15? Top 15 gets you a quarterback that's competing for division championships. Top 10 is a quarterback that if things go well and things get put in place, maybe you can make a run. You have a top five quarterback. You're automatically starting the season as a team, I think, right? So to your point, go ahead. I'll I'll also say this, okay, and I said this a couple of weeks back, all right? I am not – we don't have a quarterback on the team, okay? I I think Mm -hmm. Winston is close. I'm not saying he's the guy I want, but I wouldn't cry if he was our starter, okay? Because he's, like you said, in the top 15 or so, okay? That being said, though, I've said this a few weeks ago. If we're going on the road, okay, I don't want Drew Brees going on the road. I want Taysom Hill. I want that offensive line. I want that running game, and I want the top-notch defense. Because if you're going on the road, the two things you're relying on is your running game and that top-notch defense. The Saints have that. They do. If they get healthy, again, I'm not saying they're doing anything, but let me tell you this. If they're going to Green Bay with that defense and and with with that running game, Look, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting down with some popcorn, and I'm watching the game because I really believe the Saints they have the talent. They're just missing those two critical pieces, that quarterback and, and, and health, you know? And if they get the health back, look, I don't care if it's Taysom or it's Simeon. you got a running game, and you've got a defense, you can win. And, and so, I mean, I'm not I'm – not, because the only thing I'm crying about is, is that we had no one last night. Yeah. And, and you see when our defense, our defense played as best they possibly could for what they have. And look, that, that boy Warner, he's a player. I like him. Yeah, I hear you, man. Appreciate the time as always, D. Thank you for the phone call. Yep, for sure. You know, and one of the things, <coughs> excuse me, as D was, was mentioning there is 
Um, and I was trying to finish the point is, look, you got to have one of those guys. And what Collinsworth's statement was, either have those guys or you're trying to find somebody like that because you're behind. Um, that's why I spent so much time on Monday yesterday talking about what, what I saw with Joe Burrow. I mean, he, he, he looked for the first time this season the possibility of what he looked like the year the LSU won a national championship. In command, saw the field, you're like, good luck. And that team's only going to get better. They're going to improve the line. They'll improve the other aspects of it. But that that's what you need, man. And it's not just the arm and the playmaking. It's, it's the decision-making. It's the confidence. It's the, you know... The attitude, it's, it's, it's leading, it's doing all those things. And, and right now, again, of them all, that's signed with the Saints. It's Winston. You know, I mean, that, that's where I would, again, that's why I would not be surprised that that's, that's him it, or, or the quarterback next year. I, I think you obviously make phone calls, but who knows what's going to happen. And then if not, you know, you, you wait to find that guy, I guess. And I don't, I'm not ready to close the book on book, but, um, you know, to to Dee's point, you know, did, did we see a pass that you were like, man, look at that arm. It stood out. Uh, speed on the scramble, things of that nature. Now, you know, again, Drew wasn't all of that. He was very cerebral. But if you're going to be facing some of these quarterbacks that are at the top of the AFC and NFC teams right now, whew, I mean, it's, you know, there there's... There's athleticism, there's there's arm strength and all of that. Jack, thanks for calling the sports hangover, sir. What you got? Uh, got a question for you, Gus. Sure, man. Um, I'm hearing all these Saints fans call in and complain about, you know, the situation mm-hmm. that we had with COVID and whatnot. But um, you know, I see I see other teams like Texans, for instance. Yeah. For instance. Yeah. You know, they had ten starters out with COVID. I mean, I think we could all say that the Texans have a worse rec- uh, worse roster than the Saints do. Uh, I could also say that they have a worse wide receiver core as well. Brandon Cooks right. didn't play. Yeah, they had a rookie court. They had a rookie quarterback as well, and they beat the Chargers. And so, I just want to know, like, when does the victimhood and and um, uh, excuses stop from the Saints fan base? Like, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. we have a lot of people hurt. We have COVID. We have our quarterbacks hurt. I get it. We don't have our tackles. Other teams are winning in other ways, and it's just it's getting sickening hearing all these Saints fans making all these excuses. It's like, yes, we lost to the Miami Dolphins, who do not have an offensive line. Like, at what point do we stop making excuses and we just blame bad front office decisions and bad roster moves? You know what I mean? Like, when is it when is it our fault? <laughs> you know what I mean? When is it the Saints' fault and no one else's? I I just wanted to hear your opinion on that because it's always. It's always the refs hate us, and Goodell hates us. And no, I COVID. hear you. Look, I, yeah. And they should have, they should have, they should have uh, postponed the game. But the NFL hates the Saints, so they'll never do that. It's like, uh, at what point do the Saints realize that thirty-three percent of our cap is all, mm-hmm. is going to about six players that aren't even on our team this year or are playing? It's like little things like <laughs> that that they don't even understand. You know, I, right. I, and I with your last caller, top fifteen quarterback. We don't need a top fifteen quarterback. Joe Flacco has more career playoff wins than Drew Brees and has the same amount of rings. We need a sub-15 top 15 quarterback. That's all we need. We don't need a top 15. So, like, this whole, like, we need to go on the road and have a good run game and a good defense. Look at the best teams in the league. The Bills don't have a run game. The, the Packers, yes, they have a two-headed monster, but they haven't been running the ball that much. The Chiefs, do they have a run game? No, not at all. So, like, this whole, like, understanding that we have a great offensive line because we spend all these – 
first-round draft picks on offensive linemen. What is that doing for us now? We're in a big play league. We can't throw the ball. We don't have any wide receivers. And all I hear Saints fans complaining about is, wah, wah, wah. It's like, well, look at the decisions we've made over the past few years. We've, we let D.K. Metcalf go. We let Justin Jefferson go. We let Patrick Queen go. But we got interior offensive linemen. I love it. That's all I got to say, Gus. I'm sick of it. You know, I will hope you lose the next two games so we get a top 10 pick. Thank you, bro. All right. Thank you, Jack. A lot of frustration. Um, look, I understand uh, it's a combination of things as to why you are where you are this year. You spent the last four or five years going all in, all chips in. To your point, you do have a lot of your cap tied in in different players. To your point, it's why I'm watching that Cincinnati game this past weekend, and I'm watching Von Bell celebrate with Trey Hendrickson, celebrate with Eli Apple. Now, again, remember, some Saints fans didn't care for Von Bell or Eli Apple and you know, and all that stuff. So, look, it's a combination of, yes, you've had money tie in with players. You've made some bad personnel decisions. And, and, and that is why you're having the season that you are having. You over-evaluated or estimated your receiving core. Traquan Smith is not the pick that you thought. I'm not ripping the guy, but this would have been an instance where a guy picked where he was Stands out as your number one receiver. Marquez Callaway, before the season started, outplayed him. Um, he hasn't been able to be healthy. You, you've had bad luck, and that, that's not a that's not an excuse, Jack. I mean, you 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 literally haven't had. But and I understand other teams have injuries, and other teams have COVID situations. But it it all you know adds to it um, for sure. Now you mentioned you know Kansas City and, and Green Bay not having run games. You also feel to mention, though, they have elite quarterbacks. To your point of not needing a, you know, top 15 or sub, you, you could go with the sub 15. That's fine. But what are you complimenting with it? Aaron Rodgers alone, man, is there's a reason he's the MVP again this year. I mean, it, th- that is a completely different team. And, and what he does and the throws he's making and how he's playing absolutely matters and it is a, it is a reason why they've been able to be in what three or four straight NFC championship games without a run game without an elite defense because of that guy it's why the Saints were actually 13 win teams NFC you know um playoff teams and all that because of Drew Brees because of what he could do you've got to have one of those quarterbacks so we can go back and forth on it man I, I'm telling you if they had a competent quarterback and a quarterback that can pass and there was a passing game, then Kamara would be freer to run. And then this team would be a Super Bowl contending team with the defense they have. I said it. Yeah, there you go. But you don't have receivers. You don't have receivers. And you don't have a quarterback that can do it. And if you don't have those two, you are severely behind the gun. I mean, you just, you absolutely are. And even in the year where, yeah, Peyton Manning didn't throw like passes against Denver, they had an outstanding defense and a pretty decent running back. So that's how they got their points, and that's how they won a Super Bowl. But I'm just saying, until you find yourself one of those QBs, man, it, it's going to be hard to uh, to compete for Super Bowls. Not saying you can't win games. Not saying you're going to be a struggle or not, but. Man, you can't you can't over uh, underestimate the importance of trying to find one of those guys that can do so. And again, they're hard. They're hard to find, and not everybody can do it. I mean, you know, Carson Wentz, you know, was a guy that I thought was playing well until he got injured. Didn't work out in Philly. 
Yeah, you know, he's got the Colts doing well, but again, people still ain't buying him. People ain't buying Baker Mayfield. People ain't buying probably two thirds of the quarterbacks in this, you know, in the league. So it's unrealistic to think that they're all going to be elite. Can you find ways to win? Can you be consistent? I think consistency is the main thing. Can you just be consistent? Some are going to have better arms. Some are going to be able to move out the pocket. Some have different traits and tendencies. But can you be consistent and give your team a chance to win simply by putting on the shoulder pads? That's a position you've got to have that. I mean, bottom line, you you can't have a position where literally can can you get a first, third and three has got to be converted. The Saints had zero conversion. So, Jack, to your point, you can sit there and say there's, you know, a, a makeshift offensive line, a guy that hasn't played before. You, you would have liked to have seen a, a, an out completed on third and three, and they were there. You know, you would like to have seen maybe that scramble ability that we were looking for and, and, and elude a defender or two. I didn't see that. So, I, D, you were the previous caller was kind of mentioning that. There's some things that you can evaluate, and there's some things that, you know, let, let's see. Um, as time moves on quick break, we come back. Eric Alexander will join us. We'll talk uh, about some NFL stop topics and storylines here as well. It is the sports hangover on ESPN, New Orleans. holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota. South Hollywood Road in Homa or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori, And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 6 online at reedsmetals.com family it looks a little different for everyone for some it's mom and dad for others roommates who feel like family and for others it's your significant other their golfing buddies your children a high school soccer team starting lineup and oh look they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner really testing the limits of that phrase the more the merrier but no matter where you call home Geico makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. 
Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family. Most often, colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Cross-court pass to Nikhil, extra pass to Vontae, left wing three. He got it at the buzzer! Ingram in the center circle, driving, he's got a seam. He's gonna punch it! Over Anthony Edwards! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join Daniel Salerson and me as the Pelicans take on the Milwaukee Bucks. Saturday at 5.30 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. You can follow him over on Twitter at EA underscore LSU Tiger. His name is Eric Alexander. He's part of LSU Game Day Live. National champ with the Tigers, world champ with the Patriots. Joins us on Tuesdays to talk college and NFL football. Eric, hopefully you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. How are you? I'm doing good, Gus. How are you, man? Doing fine, sir. Uh, we got a handful of topics to get into next Tuesday when you chat with us. It'll be game day, seven days away from LSU finally playing in this bowl game against Kansas State. Um, it, it seems like it's been a while, huh? Yeah, no, it has. I mean, you know, since, since the, season, the season finale with that, you know, uh, Hail Mary from basically like a Hail Mary to win that game against Texas a and it has been a while since the Tigers have been on the field in real competition. And it, it seems like so much, I see, uh, you know, has happened. I would say a coaching change or a coaching hire in Brian Kelly. You've had that first recruiting day going, but in the meantime, you're having to get ready for this. Now, Matt Moscona, who follows us here on ESPN New Orleans, has been saying, look, he's been concerned about the numbers. And if you can actually sort of feel a team that go in today, you've had some guys opt out. You've had some guys that have injuries. We still know who's playing. Are you playing quarterback, Eric? Do you have any eligibility? Can you play quarterback for the Tigers? Uh, Nope. I'm sorry. All out of eligibility. About four years have passed a long time ago. Okay. Um, um, do you have any idea who is playing quarterback? For no. I know. I, I, know. I mean, and, and it's crazy being a week away. I know that uh, Brad Davis, the interim head coach, you know, they were trying to see if they could get a waiver from the NCS. NCAA right, right. for Garrett Nussmeyer to mm-hmm. play and not lose his red shirt. I'm like, dude, we're a week away. We still don't, we still haven't heard, uh, they haven't heard anything from him. They haven't given, you know, the okay to do so or not do so yet. Uh, 
you know, I guess they're just they're dragging their feet, or maybe they know and and are just not telling us, trying to keep Kansas State on their toes, so they don't know who's going to start right. at quarterback. Other than that, I mean, I, I get, obviously Garrett, you know, even though he has does not have much experience, he gives LSU the best chance to win. But um, I, you know, they they have a couple of walk ons, and and they that could that could prob- possibly step in and and they also have a scholarship receiver John Trey Kirkland who right. played quarterback in high school who could step in and fill that role too so I, I haven't been in any practice so I don't know what's going on I'm sure that they're preparing for anything I'm sure they're preparing for Garrett Nussmeyer not to be there preparing for him to be there and and they you know they have a, a another quarterback ready to go or they you know they may even try to go the dual quarterback mm-hmm. route, which which I it wouldn't surprise me if that happened as well. Having just watched the game with your New Orleans Saints, <laughs> trying to get somebody to play quarterback uh, without experience, uh, we will see. But Matt O'Dowd and Tavion Falk, the two walk-ons, to what happens. So next Tuesday, uh, Eric will focus on the game <laughs> and obviously the matchup because quite honestly, you have to wait. You don't know if. Uh, these games are going to yeah. be played. We've seen so many, what is it, five, up to five teams, A&M being one of those that can't play Miami uh, announcing yesterday or Sunday because of COVID. So we don't know, man. Uh, I know Auburn right now is taking on Houston in a bowl game. So there is action going on, and we're all going to have the national semifinal. So I'll get your opinion on that because the games would have been played, as they will be on Friday, before we talk again on Tuesday. Start with Bama and Cincinnati. As we get closer to this game, what if at all gives you, I guess, a reason to maybe, hey, why would Cincinnati have a shot here? What what do they do that maybe, maybe might give Bama trouble? Yeah, well, let's just start with their coaching staff. I mean, I think I think they're well coached. Um, I, I think that they can make some plays in the passing game with the quarterback and give Bama Bama some trouble. And uh, with with you know Mechie, you know being out for Alabama offensively, the wide receiver there, maybe they can focus more on Jameson Williams, who's been torching torching people all year. And they, and then so that'll force other Bama receivers and playmakers to kind of step up. Now, if they don't, then Cincinnati has a chance. You know, they have a chance because they've proven that they can, they can score. They can drive the ball. They can, they can, they have big play potential. It's just, will they be able to stop the, the uh, offensive attack of, of Alabama? Cause they're good. I mean, they, they, they the, the quarterback, um, the running back they're they're all, all, all really, really good, and mm-hmm. uh, and and obviously they're they're well coached. So, um, you know, but ultimately, Alabama. I mean, they just they they have they have more athletes. They have better athletes. They probably right. have, you know, if, if we're on a scale, they probably have better coaching overall. Um, but Cincinnati, Cincinnati, you know, they have something to prove. They want to prove to everybody that they deserve to be here. So. I mean, if, if Alabama comes out, you know, with half-stepping and they don't have their mind right, I mean, this could be a good game and Cincinnati could take it. But I, I, I doubt it. I, I think that Nick Saban will have his team ready to play. 20th ranked Houston right now leading 17-13, 2-24 to play. Eric, they just got a first down, so the clock will tick. It looks like they could be on their way to a victory. 
And you know, with these bowl games too, it's all it's it's, it's the aspect of it, right? Alabama, the SEC teams outside of the SEC trying to break in. Houston and the American, they're about to leave the American eventually, though. Cincy as well. These two teams kind of have a little something to prove. To your point, in the other final uh, semifinal, which by the way is at six thirty, Cincy and Bama's two thirty on Friday. Both games on ESPN. Georgia-Michigan, this seems to be more of a game that I think could be a closer in terms that both teams, defensive-minded, run-game-oriented sort of type offenses, huh? Yeah, they are similar. Um, You know, um, Michigan, they don't really play a a, a sexy sexy style of football up there Um, as far as their offense goes. You know, they're kind of one of those grinded-out teams that are hitching them out and, um, and, and, so uh, what, what I see here, I mean, I just I just think that overall um, Georgia will be able to make more plays. I mean, I think defensively it's the reason why they they probably they've been number one in defense the all year because they're really good, they're really big up front. I really can't, I really don't see Michigan being able to run the ball, which is what they want to do to set up the play action pass. Um, and I just and I just think the Georgia defensive backs would just be all over all over Michigan's receivers. So I, I just I just see that Georgia defense really just stifling um stifling Michigan's offense. So I, I really can't, I I just can't imagine them moving the ball and right. um if, if offensively if Georgia just uh can can sustain some drives and move the move the ball down the field with some consistent consistency, I think, you know, they'll put enough points on the board to, to where it just suffocate Michigan and they can't come back because if they have to make if Michigan has to make this a passing game, make them one one dimensional, I don't, I don't think they're going. They don't have they don't have the personnel to be able to do that. And the Gatorade and Ice Bucket have been poured over on the head coach over there for Houston, and they have won. They have defeated uh, Auburn in uh, the bowl game here that just got over the Birmingham Bowl champions. Ticket smarter, Birmingham Bowl champions. Had to wait for the name. Got to be honest with the Eric. <laughs> Let's do some uh, some quick um, NFL tidbits and storylines here. I'm just going to mention something. Give me the first thing that comes to your head here since we've got about three minutes left in the segment. So let's start, Eric, with I think what some things that stood out over the weekend. Carson Wentz put on the COVID list today. A couple days ago, though, the Colts would it would it kind of a surprise win perhaps over the Cardinals. Was that game more about hey, keep an eye on the Colts, they're trending upwards, or keep an eye on the cards that are trending downwards? Oh, uh, probably, probably keep an eye out, out, out on the Cardinals. I mean, they they were they had a really hot hand to start, and it seems like they were the team to beat. Um, and but they've struggled the last they struggled the last few weeks, especially since uh, Calabari's come back from from his little injury. They they they've struggled. Uh, but I mean, on on, a, on the flip side too, I mean, the, the Colts have been playing well. I mean, they they beat New England the week before, and, and they just they, their brand of football is tough. Hard nose, play good defense, play good on special teams, and and they've been beat people. And they show they can beat good teams. Five hundred twenty-five yards by Joe Burrow and the Bengals in a win over the Ravens, and it was brought up about the Ravens' defensive coordinator using the comments earlier in the week. Let's not fit Joe Burrow for a gold jacket just yet. Joe smirked and said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, it was on his mind when he threw the final couple of passes to get the franchise record of five twenty-five." Dude, I saw that game in its entirety. He's starting to look like the Joe from LSU in terms of he has weapons. He almost had three receivers for 100 yards. He has a Pro Bowl running back, and you just saw him command the field. He it just he felt it looked more and more like what we saw in Baton Rouge, man. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't say enough about his performance, uh, not only Sunday, but all year. He's been he's been pretty consistent since week one um, as far as being able to throw the ball. As long as Cincy can protect him, I mean, he, he has enough weapons around him with, with Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins that, um, oh, don't forget about Joe Mixon, and he has a running game. Uh, he, he, he can do some damage. He can do some damage there. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's all about him, you know, getting comfortable. You know, he had a freaking devastating knee injury last year, so I think he's still really getting comfortable comfortable from that, and and uh, and and it's showing each week. He seems like he's he's improving. He's getting more more and more comfortable with his receivers, and he had a he had a career a career day last weekend. Final thing uh, thing for you, Eric, when you take a look at the Bills being the Patriots this past weekend, KC winning its eighth straight. Both of those teams met in the AFC Championship game. Which, which, which says the mo- most about them in, in that in that game? Like, was it the Bills win? Was it KC winning eight straight here? Because I almost feel like a lot of people aren't talking about them as much. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think it's KC winning. Um, just, you know, they are still, con- you know, they didn't really get off to a really, a really hot start, and people kind of wrote wrote them off uh, early. Um, you know, saying Patch Mahomes isn't the same Patch Mahomes, but they're winning differently. They're winning because their defense is playing better. Um, I mean, they still got, they still have, you know, some weapons on the outside. You know, Travis Kelsey was out last week because of COVID, I believe, but you know, he had a monster game the week before. So, I mean, they're, they're they still got to be one of the teams to beat, and, and I think their record speaks for it. I think they're ten and four right now with that win, so they're playing really well. I mean, and and I think the the Bills are good too. The Bills are good too. Um, we just, you know, we, we just don't know. Uh, I'm I, I'm still not sure about knowing. I mean, I know what they want to do. I know how they want to do it. I just don't know if Mac Jones could could, could get it done and make enough plays. So, um, but I, I'm more. I'd be more inclined to to say that the, the Chiefs are are more are, are rising right now. They're they're going to be a team to beat, especially in these playoffs. There you go, Eric Alexander, national champ with the Tigers, world champ with the New England Patriots at ea underscore lsu tiger. As uh, you'll see him coming up soon in the LSU game day special about the bowl game against Kansas State. Good. We'll talk about that next Tuesday. Yes, sir. Yeah, before we go, do you have a Sean Payton's number? I want to see if I maybe can suit up next week if they they need a guy. I mean, I think I still, I think I still got a couple more plays in me. I mean, come on. Last night was interesting. I'll just leave it. Just let me know. <laughs> just, just, just let me know. Hey, you know, just, I, just you know what? Go ahead. Guy. I got a guy who can play. You know, he can run down on kickoffs. He can sure punt. Yeah, you know. It'd be, it'd be a nice game like, check, Eric, right? It would be a nice yeah, game check. Yeah, all I need is one. All I need is one. All I want is one game. <laughs> I hear you, man. I mean, well, you know, him and Bill are friends. Have Bill call for you. Well, I, well, I wish I was friends with Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I hear you, Eric Alexander. Well, we do know one thing. You have an appointment next Tuesday with us here, sir. I appreciate the time as always. <laughs> All right, likewise, brother. Take care. Yeah, for sure. IDA underscore LSU Tiger. Quick break. We come back. Let's see what the intern is doing. He's probably napping. Think he's napping? Let's find out. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. No matter what you are, I will always be with you. 
happy holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the over with Gus Kattengill. All right, 800-998-1003. It is the Sports Hangover, as always. Appreciate you for tuning us in. If you'd like to call into the conversation, all you got to do is uh, go ahead and be a part of the show as we're waits via Zoom, the intern, and see how he's doing here. So um, we wanted to kind of touch on some of the responses so far. They've been kind of interesting for sure that um, that most of you guys have from the uh, game last night. And, and, you know, it is fun, I guess, when you sort of look at Really, more than anything, um, if you can take anything out of that game yesterday, and I think you can in some aspects of it, and, and you know, we'll, we'll see. So, Jordan, uh, what are some of the responses that stand out to you when it comes to, I guess, evaluation or just takes from yesterday's game? I think just some of the things that stick out to me are, um, the O-line, obviously, um, what was going on with the O-line? Ian Book had no time in the pocket to even, you know, make go through the read. So that was one of the things that stood out to me. I was kind of surprised that some people said Sean Payton should take a seat next to coach because, I don't know, he really didn't have too much to 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 be given when he, there were people – Yeah, no, I hear you. So I think that's one of the things that um, that stand out. The inconsistencies of the offensive line all season. Right, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the offensive line, I mean, there's been injuries. I know Andres Pete has been out um, with an injury. Um, there's been a, a bunch of players on the COVID list. Um, it, it's just, I think the inconsistency, like you said, as a team as a whole, besides the defense yesterday, um has been kind of the main problem for the New Orleans Saints this this whole entire season. 
you know, one of the things I guess if I I have to take like a silver lining of things, and and you heard me kind of say, look, at least Bill Jordan Humphrey made a play. You saw Callaway kind of get open, and I don't know if they're getting more open later on here in the year or I, I don't know. I, I I guess there there were some silver linings, but I just again it just goes down to a quarterback being able to read. The right. field and, and delivering footballs on time and inaccuracy, man. It's, it's going to be the key if this team even wants to remotely stay alive in the playoff race here coming up in, in the next two games. Yeah, and even going into next year, I mean, I know we're kind of going ahead a little bit, or I'm going ahead a little bit, but, I mean, Jameis Winston, when he does come back for this team, I mean, this team has to be healthy, and hopefully Jameis Winston does come back to the, the same guy that he was before he went down with that injury. So that's going to be something that you have to take uh, into consideration this draft class isn't really a a quarterback deep draft class so I wouldn't if you were the Saints I wouldn't look too deep into this this draft class so right I think you try to find some more key role players in this offense like a wide receiver like a few phone callers were saying and even on Twitter um, we need to find a few of those role players that can make impact plays over on offense that we just can't rely on the quarterback 100% of the time trying to make you know these crucial plays mm-hmm. a couple of uh, nfl tidbits and storylines though jordan we can kind of go over here that i'm sure are gonna um let's start with the one that we'll probably get saints fans to go really really can keep telling you the nfl hates the saints so adam Schefter just tweeted about four minutes ago the nfl and nflpa are getting close to adopting the new cdc guidelines and if you don't know what i'm talking about remember amy um just back at um at 12 15 mentioned that the new CDC guidelines are five days, right? Five yes, days. Correct. From uh, 10 days to now five days. To five days to where you, you're quarantined. So essentially, you get it, see you in five days. That, that take, that's a big difference. Well, if the NFL and Alpha PA are adopting that guideline, it would, as you said, reduce the quarantine time from five days to 10 days for all players, including those who are unvaccinated. Remember, there was a difference between vaccinated and unvaccinated players Right. In terms of protocol, who you could test in and who you couldn't. So that agreement, he says, could be done today per source. That's a very big thing. But as Morgan just tweeted, sigh at ESPN Radio Nola because that, that may or may not have helped the Saints. Oh, uh, come on. I, I don't well, think I'm just saying. Was this <coughs> no, wasn't Goodell saying, oh, you know, after the Absolutely. Yep. This no, game, it was. It was, Jordan. Screw we're it gonna, was. We're just going to do this in spite. I'm telling you, Comrade Goodell walked up this morning with this over latte, peppermint mocha, whatever it was that he had, espresso, and put his, you know, his nice leather shoes on his desk and just said, what can we do this morning to mess with the Saints? Let's see. What can we do? Oh no! No, he didn't. No, he, no, he does. Did he does do that every that. morning. I'm telling you, he does that every morning. I, I will agree with one of <laughs> one of our phone calls earlier today. How I mean, it is all. It's always someone else's fault. It's never just the Saints. No. Uh, yesterday, hey, like even what your, your Miami guy said, Roy. Miami was given what was put in front of them, and that was a depleted Saints team. They yeah. still got the job done. Yeah, they went out there. You can't, you know. Yeah. Hold that. I'll say this, and I didn't get a chance to finish it with um with the caller that said, "Hey, look, the Texans, um, you know, did did go and, and beat the Chargers, and they did. That was a big upset uh, yeah. over your Justin Herbert. But David Mills had played before. Like David Mills, he didn't look good in his previous start, but he started before, 
And I know they didn't have Brandon Cooks, but the rest of the receiving core and running backs, I mean, I, I know they dealt with some stuff, but it was a slightly different situation on that aspect of it. Um, you know, and again, it, it's a game that could have been there for the taking. Anyway, some other NFL storylines I jotted down here for you. As I mentioned, Carson Wentz going on the COVID list. Questionable to see if he's going to play in the upcoming game on Sunday. But because all these quarterbacks, Jordan, including the Saints, is happening this, Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, saying, I'm separating my quarterbacks. He's got four. Two are going to be in one room. Two are going to be at another. Yeah. They may separate them all four. But, Jordan, you got two weeks left, and they're battling for a playoff spot. When you look at the yeah. NFL, you know, playoff rankings and, and where, you know, the teams are right now, it, it makes perfect sense when, when you're looking at the standings that – you know, there, there's a log jam right now, essentially, for what, spot six and seven? So spot six and seven, both are eight and seven. And that's the 49ers and Eagles. So right now, they're in the playoffs. So if you're Sirianni and you're the Eagles, the last thing you can do, as we watched last night, is lose your starting quarterback, right? To COVID. Um, right. it's going to be a big difference. So the Vikings are seven and eight. The Falcons are seven and eight. That's slots eight and nine. And then the Saints are there at 10 at 7 and 8. Let's take a quick break. Join us. I hear the music. And then uh, we'll touch on two other interesting NFL tidbits. It's Gus Kattengill, Jordan Kleber, so Sports Hangover. You're listening to your home Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold Report is brought to you by Ashley Barrios and Cutoff, State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. See Ashley today for all of your insurance needs. Well, it was kind of what we thought. 24 players and coaches out due to COVID, no starting tackles, and poor Ian Book. Sacked eight times in the game as the Saints put up just 164 yards of offense. The defense did all they could, shorthanded, giving up just 13 points and three sacks. Loading up and firing across the middle and it's intercepted. It's Marshawn Lattimore. But the offense, just 164 total yards. They had minus two yards in the first quarter. Head coach Sean Payton after the game. You know, I thought our defense battle and it's looking fairness to Ian and it's impossible to evaluate his play. Hopefully we can uh, get a little healthier, get some guys back and uh, be ready to go next week. Oh, by the way, they were 0 for 12 on third down. Coach says it was difficult, but you got to move on to next week. You know, we're not making any excuses. There were a number of things offensively that God didn't didn't sit well. I'm sure with all of us as coaches, and but nonetheless, this is a game we're going to want to, you know, quickly get behind us. And we have a short week and two important games coming up, both division games that are going to be important relative to the NFC. Two games left for the Saints. Next up, Carolina comes to town Sunday in 3:25 kickoff. For more on the Black and Gold, keep it here on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold report has been brought to you by Ashley Barry Austin Cutoff. State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. See Ashley today for all of your insurance needs. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Welcome back, Gus Kattengill, Jordan Kleber with the here final segment. John Forcade says uh, he was going to call in just now, but he sees the time. So he's going to call in tomorrow. He's got some thoughts on 
Ian Book, the quarterback situation, things of that nature within and around the league here as well. Now, you brought up something interesting to me just now during the break. Um, on teams, maybe go get it now. Again, for the NFL, for the NFL and NFLPA to be having discussions about, hey, let's cut this down from 10 to 5. What they're clearly finding is we've talked about this personally, privately, and on the air. This variant, um, it's like wildfire. <laughs> you're, you're not going to be not around it or get it one way, shape, or form. But it seems to be for many, and I understand it affects people differently. Correct. Um, it, it seems to be a milder form of it, whereas, you know, the first go around hospitals, they, hospitalizations and deaths were, were, were big. At the time, we're talking about it right now. Absolutely. And and then, you know, you had Delta, which not as many hospitalizations, but contagious. This one's really contagious. I'm not saying that there isn't anyone being hospitalized, but it is not the, at least to me, it comes across as the number one main topic. Um, I seem to basically, it's almost like the Kevin Bacon thing. I, I can easily right now think of like 10 people that have it or had it in the mm-hmm. last two weeks. That's come in touch with. I, I, I met four people today via text today. Like, hey, how's it going? I got COVID. I'm like, it, it's just it's running rampant right now. You've had Christmas and all that, and for the most part, thankfully, it's uh, it's fatigue, uh, or I feel like if you know what I'm saying, and but it, it's not going to the hospital, things of that nature. But people are feeling better in two to three, four days, which is maybe why the CDC is saying, hey, five days after you test, you're good. That's a big difference, Jordan. I mean, that's, that's that's a week, not two weeks, as opposed to that. So, when you look at all of that, I think that's a that's a that's a good sign from it, you know. But I think if you're going to have teams have as what you're kind of suggesting, COVID parties, maybe a couple weeks well, ago. Not, not necessarily that, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe don't. I mean, I don't know if it's the smartest thing. But well, I not mean, right now. You, you only have two weeks if, left. Yeah, right. you would have had COVID parties. If you would have done it earlier. Yeah, exactly. Then I think you would have seen some probably some strategic planning going yeah. along. If got a little bit more insight on the the whole situation, but <laughs> all right, uh, another NFL storyline to touch on quickly before the end of the show here. I think it's interesting. Jimmy G torn UCL, fractured thumb as well. We all know what the UCL, that ligament on the thumb, and all that other stuff. You know. Um, different tendons and stuff that Taysom Hills had to deal with here as well. He's questionable. Trey Lance is playing. I mean, right, you would think that. Now, again, they're a team battling for a playoff spot in the sixth spot right now. So it'll be interesting to see, do you trust Trey Lance with the playoff spot on the line? Or do you say, Jimmy G, you essentially right now, I've been handing it off because when he throws the football, it's a pick, you know. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do here because, quite honestly, can Trey Lance be worse? I mean, you went out and got. I mean, if you went out and got that quarterback at that draft position, mm-hmm. I don't see why you wouldn't trust the guy. Huh. I, I mean, huh. that says a lot. If you're like, oh well, we're not going to play. We don't think you're ready. But at the same time, right. you really had a high stock in drafting him at that spot. So I think it would kind of be a boneheaded decision if they don't kind of give them these next two weeks to see what they got. I mean, the worst that they could do is, is, yeah, I mean, miss the playoffs. I mean, it is a difference trusting, I guess, Ian Book and a guy in Trey Lance that you pick in a top five. So I do understand that. (sighs) So the NFL changed the the rules when it comes to new coaching hires and searches. This is the first year, Jordan, the final two weeks of the season, if a team fires a coach, 
they can then start to interview or talk to other teams' assistants with permission of the teams, right? So let's say your Chicago Bears decide to fire Matt Nagy today. They can then call Dennis Allen, per se, or Pete Carmichael and start interviewing now and doing that process. So much so that uh, poor Matt yesterday, head coach currently for Chicago Bears, was asked if he thinks he's going to coach out the final two games of the season. He says, well, I plan on it. I mean, so it's never probably good, though, Jordan, right? It's never probably good if you're being asked about that. Now, my guess is I would probably start looking elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Whenever you get asked, I plan on it. That usually is kind of a Mm -hmm. precursor of. Oh, you're not going to be here next year. Not, not going to be here next year. Vic Fangio, by the way, um, says that he deserves another year in Denver. He deserves another year in Denver. The Broncos, you know, they went with Teddy Two Gloves, and yeah. it, it either worked or it didn't. They're seven and eight right now, thirteenth in the AFC playoff picture. But there are so many teams jumbled there because Miami, Roy's Miami Dolphins, are eight and seven holders of the seventh seed. Ravens are eight and seven. They're eighth. Chargers are eight and seven. They're ninth. Vegas is eight and seven. They're tenth. Steelers seven and seven. Browns seven and eight. Broncos are seven and eight. So you're going to go through the final two weeks to see how that goes there. I mean, is this kind of, I'm asking you this. I feel like this is one of the crazier endings to an NFL season that we've had in a while. There's only, I think there's only what five or six teams as of right now that are eliminated from mathematically from the playoff contention as of, as we speak right now. And I, I saw that little eliminator where they start blowing up the teams that are, that are gone. <laughs> but I just find it so interesting that we have two more games left. And right. usually we're saying, Hey, we should be sitting out these players. These teams should be sitting out these players. Obviously you're going to have mm-hmm. the green bays that are going to be sitting out um, players. Cause they, they already have a, a spot, but uh, yet again, they're fighting for that number one seed, which I guess that's why you like it because you have to fight to the very end to, to get well, that one see, spot. and you didn't want that seven spot. Look, it's just like the NBA, um, you know, play in game and play in tournament last year where you, th- 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 it made the last two weeks must watch television. And here's the other thing that was interesting to me that I, that, uh, that you look at, you know, if you're the NFL, you're loving this. You're, you're loving the COVID struggles. You're loving the COVID battle because you know what? Peter King called last night an embarrassment, but the Dolphins are now in the playoff picture. Yeah. So, you know, the Saints are going to play the Panthers. They have COVID struggles. The Saints are now in it. And you don't know because part of watching last night was how much of a disaster is this going to be? And I promise you there's people that tuned in to watch that disaster. So um, if you're the NFL, it's sort of like, um, what was it, bad? There's, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Any kind of publicity is good right? publicity. No, yeah. and, and I think if you're the NFL, you, you are. To your point. Uh, it's crazy. Chiefs, Titans, Bengals, Bills, your top four. Those are your division leaders right now. Colts, Patriots, Dolphins, Ravens. Let me tell you something. That's an interesting playoff. That's an oh, interesting playoff. I love that. Because I, 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 I think they all could beat one another. Like, I don't feel yeah. like there's a favorite. Now, Casey has won eight straight, but we've seen them not play good, and those games have been close. I could easily see any of those teams. And, and here's the thing, man. We're going to talk about this as we get closer and closer as I'm running out of time. But that Joe Burrow thing is the reason you and I last year said trade it all. I mean, trade how all. much has he meant to that team, even Herbert to an extent, but Cincinnati, changing the culture, changing how you think about them, how you speak about them, how you view them. And he has them in the third spot, man. They get a couple more wins here. Now, they got a big one coming up Sunday. You know who they play, huh? Do they play the Chargers? They play Kansas City. 
Kansas City. Kansas Ooh. City, high noon. That's Jordan Kleber. I'm Gus Caddy. I'm at Muscona. And after further reviews up next, thank you guys. Adios. Offshore workers are among the most important members